Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Madison, Mississippi. Thanks for joining me today. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. That's a child's blessing you probably memorized somewhere along the line as a preschooler. That little blessing prayer might have been created by somebody who had read Psalm 145. I want to look at Psalm 145 today. But before we read the text of it, I want to talk about praise for just a second. This psalm is a song of praise. Uh, It's obvious. Well, here's the first couple of verses. It's obvious in the first couple of verses that this is where we're going. He says, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Praise is, is an important part of our relationship with the Father. Um, it's often a spontaneous response uh, to God, but it's also a discipline that we should practice uh, as we walk with the Lord. Some believers praise God easily and often, um, but some don't. I think the difference between the two is that the first really fix their eyes, and their hearts on God, whereas the second maybe have their eyes on their themselves. I think I've been both of those types of believers at different times in my life. But King David, he was definitely the first type. He was somebody who had his eyes fixed on the Lord and his uh, his life and his work was full of praise as he wrote so many of the Psalms that we have. Notice in those first two verses that I read that um, he made it sound like it was a discipline in his life, too, to praise the Lord. Listen to the intentionality uh, that he says here. He says, I, I will extol you. I will praise your name. Every day, I will praise you. Notice that he, he, had a, he, had, he planned to praise God. He, he made room in his life to praise God. It wasn't just something that came over him. It was a plan. It was a discipline. I often encourage you in this podcast to make a regular daily time to spend in the Bible and in prayer. One of the reasons I do that is so that you will encounter this amazing God and that you will praise him. So why do we praise him? Well, go back to the the children's prayer. God is great. God is good. That's kind of the format of Psalm 145. That's the outline. Psalm 45 emphasizes, first of all, that God is great, and then that he is good. Listen to uh, verse 3. This is sort of the theme verse for the psalm, I think. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His, His greatness merits our praise. We praise him because he is great. When you really see God's greatness, then praise is the natural and the only appropriate response. But it's easy to walk through our day without seeing the greatness of God. I mean, how do we see the transcendent while we're just surrounded by the normal or the ordinary? Well, there's a clue in Isaiah 40, uh, verse 26. It says this, Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of this? This is God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. Uh, It's literally a call to lift our eyes and look at creation and nature. 
Um, but it's the principle of applies more broadly than just the literal. It's a it's a call to lift up our eyes out of the ordinary circumstances of our lives and look for God in the world around you. If you're not seeing the greatness of God, you're probably not looking in the right direction or in the right way. I love this next phrase out of verse three. It says, his greatness no one can fathom. We call a lot of things in this world great, but all of those things we can explain or we can understand or we know how they work or how they happen. But God's greatness is so much more than that. It's unfathomable. It's, it's beyond what we can comprehend. God is great. And why is he great? It's who he is. It's everything about him. Secondly, God is great because of what he does. Here's the next verse. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of your power, of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. God is great because of his works, his deeds, the things he does and has done. Did you notice in that little passage that every time it talks about God's works, there's also a reference to, to someone speaking about those works. One generation commends your works. I will tell of your works and your mighty acts. I will proclaim your great deeds. Um, praise is something that that is directed to God, and it can just be an inner thing that, that happens in our hearts. But also praise is something that is spoken to others. It's, it's the things that we say about the greatness of God uh, that we say to others that, that point them to the Lord. So how can we be more intentional about praise? Uh, treasure up what God has done and speak about it. Speak uh, to others about what you see God doing in your life and in the world around you. It says from one generation to another that these great deeds of God are going to be passed on. That's, that's an important thing for us to practice and do <clears throat> so that we speak what we know about God and his greatness to others. One person's praise can begat uh, many other people full of praise. All right, so God is great. God is good. The next part of the psalm moves on to talk about one reason to praise God, and that is that he is good. Here's the next uh, verse. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. So again, there's some intentionality to know God's goodness. It says they celebrate your abundant goodness. Now that takes some intentionality, right? If uh, uh, when a child that you love or a spouse has a birthday, you don't just have an inward understanding that they have gained another year in life. No, you, you celebrate it. You plan a party. So uh, here's how we, we experience God's goodness and express it. We, we celebrate God's goodness. Our understanding of God, God's goodness shouldn't just be something that we give intellectual assent to. It should be something we celebrate. I love this word here. It says, we celebrate your abundant goodness. I love that word abundant. We celebrate God's goodness, but it's, 
it's abundant. That is so much greater than the goodness of any person that we know. The infinite God is not limited in the goodness that he shows, nor is he limited in how much he he can give. Also, it says that God's goodness is gracious. Uh, That means that it's freely given to people, us, that have not earned it. His uh, goodness is uh, is compassionate, and he is rich in love. Uh, I love that. His goodness uh, flows out of a heart of love. That's something to really praise the Lord for. Not only is he great, but he is great in his love toward us. And then finally, it says the Lord is good to all. And I love that. He has compassion on all that he has made, says uh, Psalm 145. That's a beautiful thing that um, his his goodness is is universal. Um, it's not just to one people people group or or one uh, specific ge- geographical location. Um, one of the beautiful things that has happened in my life is that I've been able to travel some outside of, of my home country and spend time with Jesus followers in various uh, countries around the world. And no matter where I am with these people, uh, some of them have great resources, but some have very little. And yet universally, they smile and talk about how good God is to them. The Lord is good to all. There's so much more in Psalm 145, um, but that's probably enough for us right now. So here's the takeaway, I think. Practice praise. Focus on Him and see that God is great and God is good. 